0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. My name is Jeff, and today I'm here with Greg and Aaron to talk about the top 10 mountain bike destinations in the USA. So, for people who live here in the United States or even people from abroad who are thinking about traveling to the United States, there is a ton of excellent single track all around the country. And there are a few areas, though, where some of the best single track is concentrated. And so we spent a while coming up with a list of our favorite destinations. Um, We've surveyed our listeners and our readers many times. We've talked with our editorial team as well. And we've come up with what we think is a really excellent list of the best mountain bike destinations in the USA. So we're going to talk about them today. The first one on our list is Bend, Oregon, and Greg, you were last there in the summer of 2013. What can you tell us about Bend? What makes it so special?
1: Man, Bend is a really just a really great place. So, it's a town of about 100,000 people, but it is just surrounded by single track. Uh, a lot of which you can ride straight from town, but really your limit is is how much energy you have in your legs because it just goes for hundreds of miles in in all directions, mainly to the east, but uh there is some wait, mainly to the west. Yeah. Um (laughs) mainly sorry, it goes mainly into the west, up into the mountains, but they do have some trail systems to the east and sort of the dry area. So just trails all over the place, but they've got a great variety as well. So they've got a bike park, like jump park and skills section that's located on the National Forest directly adjacent to town. Since I was there, actually, they've opened a downhill um, lift serve mountain bike park at Mount Bachelor, which is the, the major ski resort just up the hill from Bend. So uh Bend really has it going on. They've got the bike culture on wrap with uh, just tons of bike shops great shuttling and uh, guiding from Cog Wild, and more breweries than you can shake a stick at. It's something like 20 breweries now in Bend. I don't know. It's, it's a ton. So you you really can't physically visit all those breweries in one like week-long trip unless you're not actually riding your mountain bike at all and are just cruising breweries, which wouldn't be a bad idea. So um, if you want local beer, there's plenty to be had. So I'd... I generally can't say enough good things about Bend. It's a pretty sweet spot.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people will probably think Oregon, they're going to think wet, you know, rainy all the time. Is that what it's like in Bend? Are the trails pretty lush and wet all the time, or is it
2: closer to, say, riding in the Rocky Mountains? Well, I rode there last summer, and the trails were dry. And it was around the 4th of July, And it was, you know, there's a lot of, they call moon dust on the trails. So there's a layer of about two inches of this really fine sandy dust on all the trails because it does not rain there in the summer at all. The town
1: of Bend actually has one of the sharpest rain shadows like in the nation. So if you look at the west side of town in the mountains compared to the east side of town, we're just talking about the town of Bend now, like the rain amount drops off like a foot over the width of the town, which is just insane. So Bend proper is super dry. I was going to mention that one of the favorite rides I did while I was in Bend was the McKenzie River Trail, which actually, that's not in Bend at all, but you can get a shuttle from Cog Wild to the trail. They'll shuttle you down the trail, which is like a point-to-point, take you back to Bend, so it's pretty convenient. But that's just like an hour away but it goes over the top of the mountains and it is like straight rainforest there. So it is a pretty wild mashup of, of ecosystems.
0: Wow. That's cool. So one more question. A lot of people maybe have heard about Oak Ridge in Oregon as a good place to ride. Is that near bend? Is that the same thing? Or would you say that's separate sort of
2: riding area? That's definitely a distinct area. You're probably looking at a I don't know, Greg, was an hour and a half drive, maybe two hours from Bend and you're going back west, so back towards the coast. And it's you're actually in the mountains in Oak Ridge, so it's not the high desert of Bend. So it's a totally different riding experience.
1: Yeah, totally. It's it's a different spot, but like if you've got enough time and you wanna check out more than one spot, you can totally work those both into a trip if you want to, which I did and yeah, it's good times.
0: Okay. Another great destination on our list is the Grand Valley in Colorado. So for people who aren't familiar with the name Grand Valley, what we're talking about is Fruta and Grand Junction. A lot of people have heard of Fruta. A lot of people try to combine it with a trip to Moab, but they're distinctly, Fruita and Moab are distinctly different areas. So you guys want to talk about Fruita?
2: Well, I've only ridden there once and it was on the way to Moab. It was on a, on a road trip and stop there to ride the lunch loops, which is probably one of the most famous trails in the area. And it's called lunch loops because it's so close to town. You could ride there on your lunch break. And I didn't know what I was doing. I just went out there solo and went in the middle of the day and ran out of water. So I ended up having a pretty bad ride from that perspective. But the trails were really cool. It was again, it's like high desert riding, but you know, where in the high desert riding in bend, you're at least in the trees, sometimes there are no trees. Uh, there was no shade, lots of exposure, really rocky, and just yeah, just dry, high desert, single track riding.
1: One of the most popular trail systems, um, aside from lunch loops, is 18 Road or North Fruta Desert, which is uh, closest to Fruta. And that is a, a very totally different sort of experience. And it's one of the most popular trails on single tracks in part because. The trails there are all really easy, so it would be like a great place to bring a beginner and uh, do flowy, smooth, fun single track. There's a few more difficult ones, but that becomes a really, really popular spot. And I've ridden there, and I mean, even for an advanced rider, it's still a fun time. There's also great trails over by the Pelle area, which is uh, technically in Loma. Palisade Rim Trail in Palisade uh, is also and the Grand Valley drops off the Mesa. It's supposed to be really good. But honestly, I've ridden free a couple times, so I need to spend more time riding there. Um So hope to get back there for sure.
0: Yeah. And like Aaron said, the environment there, it's super stark. I mean, it's not – it's like Moab in that it's desert and exposed without like the rock formations or anything. I mean, a lot of it – there are some smaller formations, but it's more – yeah, just – Straight desert, you know i 've ridden eighteen road, and it's a lot of fun, but there's not a lot to look at along the way.
1: <laughs> there are better views out on the Pelle trails, which do go along oh believe it, the Colorado River, and there's some mm-hmm. cool cliff formations out that direction, but yeah, it changes a lot depending on where you're at. A good off the bike tip is to check out Colorado National Monument, which you basically drive from Fruta to Grand Junction or the other way around through the monument. And that is straight up gorgeous. It is, it's incredible. Um, but there's no legal mountain biking to be had in the monument. Um, so hike, trail run, something of that nature.
0: Yeah. And then we should mention that the Cocopelli Trail starts in Loma or at least in the Grand Valley area and goes to Moab. So that's a popular bikepacking route uh, that people usually take a couple days to do,
1: um, and that it, it can be, it can be a really cool ride. Post ride tip. There's tons of breweries in the grand Valley because it's Colorado and that's how we do. But a uh, hot tomato pizza in Fruta, they have excellent pizza, tons of great local beers on tap, but just awesome bike culture in that place too. The owners are riders and they it's mountain bikes all the time there and a uh, great food and beer. So can't say enough good things about that.
0: Sweet. Next up on the list, Sedona, Arizona. And Sedona seems like it's really increased its profile in the last few years. I haven't ridden there myself, but Greg, you've you've been to Sedona, right? Been to Sedona
1: twice now, once to ride and uh man, it's a unique spot. So you talk about rock views and Sedona is known as Red Rock Country because it just has these beautiful red rock cliffs that just tower above town. And uh it's different in that the town is sort of right in the cliffs. And the trails are also like right in the town. They sort of wrap around town and through town. And uh, it's a really, really unique area, I think.
0: Right on. And we've been seeing a lot of videos from Sedona recently, the Hangover Trail and also the White Line Trail. looks like there's a lot of really technical riding to be done there.
1: Yeah, it is. uh, it can be very burly. So there's easier stuff to be done for sure. And but that's definitely not as entertaining, right? Um Hangover is truly an awesome trail. It is scary as crap. It is tough. I walked parts of it because I wasn't sure if I could ride him, and if I couldn't, I would fall to my death, most likely. So but it's definitely an experience. Uh the Highline is also really well known and it's still very has a very technical descent, but it's not as exposed and not quite as nutty as uh Hangover. So on Highline, you know, I just dropped into everything and rolled it first time blind, and that was doable. Hangover was a different story. And then again, you know, there's there are other trails that are easier, uh, but the cool thing about Sedona is that they keep building or legalizing at least and uh, rerouting and adding more trails to the system every year. So there have been a lot of trails added since uh, I rode there last, which is pretty neat.
2: Yeah, I think Sedona is the place on this list that i have not ridden that i most want to go to um (laughs) yeah it looks like it combines you know like the cool kind of red rock desert riding of moab but you also have some trees and some greenery because it's a little bit higher elevations it looks like an amazing destination it's definitely on my short list
1: yeah i can't say enough about it for post-ride tips there are great breweries in flagstaff which is just 40 minutes away also flagstaff is a great place to uh ride if it's too hot in Sedona because it's several thousand feet higher in elevation. So plenty of great breweries and flagstaffs. So look for those beers in Sedona. There's only one brewery in Sedona and the beer is actually not good. That's pretty rare for me to say about a local brewery, (laughs) but every beer in category is weak and watery and uh, I can't recommend it. They've got great food there, but can't recommend the beer. So my two cents at least.
0: All right, for the next destination on our list, there is good beer to be found, and that's in Brevard, North Carolina. So for people who aren't familiar with the name Brevard, this is, when people talk about Pisgah, this is the place they're talking about, and Brevard is the only destination on our list that is on the eastern side of the U.S., so pretty big honor to be lumped in with these other West Coast destinations. What do you guys like about Brevard? Brevard?
2: everything. <laughs> well, being in Atlanta, it's a lot closer to us, right? It's only a three-hour drive to get up there. The trails are just phenomenal, and it's just East Coast riding. It's kind of stuff that I, you know, I learned how to ride on, so it's kind of what I favor more. It's backcountry, single track, really technical stuff, lots of roots and rocks and ridiculously steep climbs, so you get ridiculously steep descents on the backside. Just awesome, awesome riding for the East coast. Well, for anywhere really, but it's one of my favorite places to go for sure.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know if I've got a whole lot to add to it. Brevard is just a special place. Love it there. One of my favorite rides is a uh, Laurel mountain there, which you guys rode for the single tracks meetup. And, uh, yeah, I love that ride.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a fun, big ride that also a lot of people coming to Brevard are going to want to ride black mountain. That one's Really easy to get to. It's close to the two bike shops that are in town there, um, so a lot of people hit that one. Then there, are, I mean, there there are rides all over the forest, so you can a lot of times you can get out there and be by yourself, you know, within just a mile or so of pedaling. So yeah, there's just there's just a ton to explore there. And then the breweries that we mentioned, there are a lot of great local breweries, but a lot of the larger sort of West Coast breweries are setting up shop in. Brevard and in the Asheville, Pisgah area. So right there in Brevard, you've got Oscar Blues, which is a great place to go and, and have a beer after the ride. And then there's also New Belgium just set up in Asheville and also Sierra Nevada. Both both of those open huge East Coast breweries in the area. So lots of delicious beer to be had.
2: Yeah, if you get the, the opportunity, you should really make the trip over to Asheville and check out the Sierra Nevada Brewery and restaurant there. It is it is a sight to behold.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty over the top. I I don't know if I can drink Sierra Nevada anymore. I don't know if I'm fancy enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely pinkies out kind of place. But.
0: Yeah, yeah. And closer on the Asheville side, there's Kitsuma, mm-hmm. which is a ride that people do. And then what the else? whole other
2: side of the the forest, really. Yeah, that's where like the off road assault on Mount Mitchell. That's where the the race is on that. What is that? Eastern side of Pisgah, I guess.
1: We we haven't mentioned uh, DuPont yet though. I think we definitely need to mention that. It's not technically Pisca, but that is a Brevard area. It's like on the other side of Brevard from Pisca. And that's one of the most popular trail systems in the state.
2: Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's it's uh, just so rewarding because you don't it's it's kind of like a diet Pisgah or Pisgah Light, something like that, where you have some challenging trails and climbs, but there's no hike a bike, you know, there's no hour long pushing your bike up a mountain, the kind of stuff that you can make you reconsider your hobby. <laughs> it's just, you know, manageable climbs and awesome descents and really good views and really diverse riding as well. You've got, you know, everything from the flow trail on Ridgeline, you've got, you know, more typical single track, you've got some technical stuff, and then you've got, Big Granite domes to ride on, which are which is really really neat experience to um, you know be hauling ass down a big granite dome and have a whole beautiful view of the forest
1: and there are many more trails to be done in the area, including bent creek but uh, we 'd be here all day if we talked about all the trails in Pisgah. it 's right, crazy
2: right
0: well let 's move on to Sun Valley, Idaho. This is a destination that none of us, the three of us have not visited. So what's it doing on this list? Yeah. Somehow it sneaked onto the list. But from what we've heard, it's amazing and definitely worthy of inclusion on the list. What what have you guys heard or seen about Sun Valley
2: that makes you excited to go there? What I've heard and seen is the quantity of single track. I guess that's accessible right out of town. Like you apparently you're you know, Sun Valley's in the middle of nowhere. And it's a small town. So as soon as you get outside of that, you're really in a remote location and you can, there's hundreds of miles you can access right from downtown on your bike. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It's really the big name destination in Idaho. There's maybe other destinations that have more riding or better riding. I mean, that's debatable, but Sun Valley is the one everybody knows about. And um, by all accounts, it's for good reason. I actually have a flight booked for the beginning of August to check out Sun Valley myself and write about it for single trek. So stay tuned for that coverage.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing what you find. So, a related pick, our next one is the Idaho area. And that's an area that's on the border between Wyoming and Idaho. It's around close to Jackson, Wyoming, but also close to the Idaho border. So, I haven't been to Idaho either, Greg. You were there last summer. What did you find in Idaho?
1: Tons of trails to be had in Idaho. Um I've ridden in Jackson before, but this time I focused more on the Grand Targhee area, and that's sort of Idaho proper because Grand Targhee Resort is actually in Wyoming. But you can only access it from Idaho. So yeah, it confuses the crap out of me. But great riding all over the place on both sides of the border. More trails being built left and right. Beautiful views. Great black dirt. It's hard to go wrong. Yeah, right on. So recommendation for a ride over on the Wyoming side would be Mill Creek, which sort of goes out of the resort and drops down sort of backcountry styles trail. Um, on the Jackson side, you've got the downhill trails off the Teton Pass and Cash Creek to Game Creek, right out of Jackson. It's supposed to be a good time. Still haven't written that on the to do list. Jackson's historically been most known for all the national parks that it's close to, including Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park. Pretty sure on that one. And Jackson Hole, the resort, is a uh, world class skiing. But the mountain biking scene just keeps getting bigger and is becoming a major part of tourism to the area during the summertime, which was sort of off season before. So, uh, yeah, definitely recommend it.
0: Cool. So next up on our list, we have Park City, Utah and Park City is located pretty close to Salt Lake city. It's about a 30, 40 minute drive over the hill. And in Park City, there are a ton of resorts and things. So it's a pretty good place to make as your base camp with lots of trails around it. Greg, you were there just last summer. What
1: trail did you enjoy riding? I did the Wasatch Crest for the first time last summer. Um, It was already my second or third time in Park City, but first time on the Wasatch Crest. And man, that was good. Again, it's more of a backcountry style ride, but it ends by dropping into, um, generally dropping into the Canyon Ski Resort. But it's a fantastic time. Great views, great trails, good variety.
0: Yeah, speaking of the variety, there is pretty much everything in Park City. You've got the downhill trails that are served by lifts there you can ride the lifts at i believe all three of the resorts to get up to the higher trails and bomb back down so the deer valley resort at the sort of at the top of park city is a great place for xc trails and the way you access them is you actually ride the lift up and then kind of ride around on the trails up at the top of the mountain but just excellent gorgeous views really smooth, buttery single track. I mean, you could ride for days in Park City and not ride the same stuff. And then beyond the resort areas, there's lots of stuff in town there, you know, little bike parks for kids and, um, there are some more like sort of local focused trails that are kind of outside town, but closer to where like the real people live and not like where all the tourists are. So yeah, there's, there's just so much riding in Park City. It's pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Hard to wrap your head around. For post-ride drinks, I would say look for beer in the bottle from Uinta Brewing. In the bottle is the key there, but they brew some great beers. For local stuff from Park City itself, check out High West Distillery, uh, which specializes in whiskeys and it's good stuff.
0: Sweet. Moving a little bit farther to the west, we have Lake Tahoe, California, and this is another area that straddles state border. this time We're talking between Nevada and California. And Lake Tahoe is known, well, obviously for the lake, but also for the skiing in winter. But it's also a really excellent mountain bike destination, right?
1: Yeah, I had a great time there. I only got to ride a, a couple of trails and I'd love to go back and explore more, especially since Tahoe has really blown up their trail building since I was there in 2012. But uh, I did get to ride the Tahoe Rim Trail and in- Only part of the Tahoe Rim Trail because it circles the entire lake and is a couple hundred miles long. But uh, the section I rode was pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah, and I visited there several years ago as well and mostly stuck around the trails at the North Star Resort. But that's a really great place for downhill riding, trail riding, and a lot of their trails even connect into the Tahoe Rim Trail. So you can ride the lift up and access a lot of the backcountry riding, which is pretty excellent. And then Greg mentioned the Tahoe Rim Trail. It's it's a loop that goes around Lake Tahoe. Um, I believe it's a, at least a couple hundred miles long. Most of it is open to mountain bikes. So some people do back, bike pack the route. But yeah, that's a really, really beautiful, beautiful area to ride. Okay, we're down to the last two on the list here. Next up, we have Crested Butte, Colorado. And Greg actually lives... Pretty close to Crested Butte, so Greg, tell us tell us why Crested Butte's so awesome.
1: Man, Crested Butte is about my favorite place I've ever ridden a mountain bike. I favor high alpine riding in general, like that's my favorite, and Crested Butte has all kinds of that and a great variety of it too. There's some that's really uh, technically easy, you know, beginners and intermediates can handle it, but has just gorgeous views. Then you have other trails that are just straight downhill, super high speed, super gnarly, like can break you down and uh are advanced only and that's awesome as well and everything in between. You know, and we talked about a lot of trails in both Park City and Sun Valley and Crested Butte has at least as many. It's uh it's incredible. Hundreds of miles. Um Crested Butte claims marketing claims over 700 miles of trail. They draw that circle really wide, but uh, it's <laughs> it's not far, you know, far off. There's a lot to be done. I've probably gone to Crested Butte and ridden more than any other destination that I haven't lived in, if that makes any sense. And I still have not ridden all the trails there. It's It's a lot to take in. So yeah, top trails, trail 401 again for the views mainly. If you want just excellent riding, Dr. Park is really hard to beat. That is a, just a fantastic trail for post ride drinks. There's no breweries in Crested Butte cause it's tiny, but, uh, there's a great liquor store near the theater with just an awesome selection of Colorado beers. And there's also a great distillery downtown called Montana's and they specialize in rum and it's good times.
0: Yeah, that's great. I've been to. Crested Butte a couple times. And yeah, the two trails that I rode were 401 and Dr. Park. So you can't really go wrong with those two. And like Greg said, it's a small mountain town. So it's got a cool sort of resorty vibe, but not too much. I mean, it's, it's like an authentic town um, there in town, but there is the resort. So Mount Crested Butte is a little bit farther up the road from town. It's up a few hundred feet in elevation as well. But that's where the ski resort is. There's lift service trails there, hotels, you know, everything you would expect to find at a resort. But that's separate from the town. Okay, and last on our list, this is the granddaddy, Moab, Utah. And we did another roundup of great riding locations recently where we named Moab the mountain bike capital of the United States. So within the U.S., Moab is by far the best-known, best destination for mountain bikers and so yeah it was a is a no-brainer for this list it's the top of any list when you're talking about the best places to ride in the U.S. so what is it about Moab that makes it so special?
2: Probably the rocks I mean that's definitely what everybody thinks of when they think of Moab they think of Slick Rock probably which is the uh, one of the earliest trails in Moab but in my opinion, it's one you can skip. There's much better rides than, than Slick Rock to be had out there. But if you, if you need to cross it off the list, I understand. Uh, <laughs> but there's also, you know, Porcupine Rim uh, is a really, really popular trail. And, you know, it's really fun to have some technical moves and you're, you know, on the side of a cliff, I don't know, several hundred, if not a thousand feet above a river. So there's some, you know, it's just awesome riding. A lot of high consequence kind of moves and stuff you have to, you have to do, and or walk. <laughs> yeah, you know, which uh, depending on how you're feeling. Um, but there's also a lot of variety, and Moab's one of the places that is. You know, they're not staying static. They're definitely opening new trails, building new trails all the time. I mean, I've I've been to Moab, I think three or four times now, and every time I go, it seems like there's a whole new, you know, network of trails somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to wrap your head around how much trail there is to ride in Moab. I mean, it's pretty endless. So we did mention the Porcupine Rim. That can be included into a bigger ride called the Whole Enchilada, which is uh, truly fantastic. I tend to call that my favorite trail I've ever ridden just because it's truly epic. You start above Treeline at almost... Not quite 12,000 feet, but then you descend through almost every climate zone imaginable and end in the low desert with zero vegetation at the river at about 3,000 feet. And it is a really good time.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that maybe people don't realize about Moab is that it's not all desert and red rocks. You know, if you look just east of town, there are high mountains where you it's really alpine environment where you've got big trees you've got aspens and you know evergreens and there's water and it's it's a lot cooler so you know whatever kind of terrain you're interested in riding you can find it in Moab what about the scene there i mean obviously a lot of mountain bikers come to moab so are there a
1: lot of good services and things available in town honestly the it's a little bit debatable scene's <laughs> not like <laughs> great well like so you've got great shops there's, there's plenty yeah. of shops you had shuttles are great there's tons of shuttle options but uh you know if you want restaurants and lodging like there are some it's uh you know the selection isn't great though let's just put it that way Uh you've got one
2: it's good for dirtbag mountain bikers though right but there's <laughs> nothing really oh yeah really uh, she she out there you know there, there's tons of options which is a good thing but I would I would agree with Craig none of them are you know really stand out as being like awesome dining or drinking options but you know you've got everything from you know chinese food to mexican to thai to you know wendy's so (laughs) you can you can find something to eat it's just not going to be the best thing you ever had the one cool thing about
1: moab is like there's tons of camping to be had like right in town right around town and further out so if you want to do the dirt bag thing that's very easy to do in Moab, which is a plus. Whereas some of the other places on this list, Park City and Sedona come to mind. You can't camp anywhere in or near town whatsoever. So if you want a dirt bag in those places, it's much more difficult, but you can totally go bargain basement in Moab.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. that's the, And that's part of the appeal, I guess, to mountain bikers. So we should also note that Moab gets very, very hot. So a summer vacation to Moab might not be the best idea. The best seasons there are spring and fall. Which, which do you prefer, Greg? Spring
1: or fall? Yeah, it depends what you're looking for, but I'll take fall because you miss the crowds in the fall. The, in the spring, everybody from Colorado, Utah that lives in the high country, they're going to Moab to escape the snow, which is understandable. I've done it. And the, the desert's beautiful in the spring with like everything in bloom and stuff, but, you have a fraction of the number of people in town and on the trails in the fall. So that's why I go for.
0: Cool. It's been fun discussing this list. We had a lot of fun putting it together and debating over it. And it's fun to finally be able to talk about our picks. Hey, the single tracks podcast is looking for a sponsor. So if you're in the industry and you've got a cool cause or a brand that you want to promote, definitely let us know, hit up Aaron at singletracks.com, and he can walk you through sponsoring the single tracks podcast. That's all we've got this week. Talk to you again next week. Peace.